um, best kind of preaching is when basically it's all been done um, and you've just like, oh, I suppose I might as well read out my notes then, but just God's been really confirming <clears throat> and speaking this morning already and showing oh, like crazy amounts of of what he wanted to do this morning, I think, has, has been done. Or, But for those of you that maybe weren't in the like pre-worship, pre-meeting, you, I'll just catch you up on some stuff. Some stuff, but first to read Psalms 3, verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head high, um, which has come through heaps already in the worship and in, in the words of God that we've heard already this morning. Right, cool, and um, hopefully we'll have some fun this morning as well. Um, I think sometimes we can come to church or to whatever, or even open the Bible thinking, oh, Here's, here's my tallying off. Here's, here's, here's something that's going to you know, be paid. Here's an extraction coming on, or here's a, here's a word from God that's going to correct me, and it's going to be good, but it's going to hurt. Um, I don't think that's this morning, so relax. Okay? <laughs> Just some fun. Yeah, that'll be next week and probably last week. And no, no. Last week we talked about broken hearts, and this is a little bit of a companion piece, I think, and to deal with um, crushed spirits and heads hanging down, which often um, sort of sit together in the, in the Bible, I think, as things God... Uh, uh, fixes, I guess you could say, lifts up heads and, and um, heals broken hearts. And last week um, I had an awesome word about broken hearts and how you know our hope um, can become a little bit, you know, if, if our hope, as we, as James also talked about this morning, if our hope is keeps on being deferred, I guess our hearts can get sick and broken, and we look around and our hearts can be broken. But God, um, you know, spoke to that last week and also just this week. I think heads can hang down. Um, for various reasons, and God is someone who's um, our glory and the lifter of our heads, the one who lifts our heads high. Um, simple title for this morning is called Being Yourself, um, but what I really, really don't want to do is fall over the speaker, um, but also what I really don't want to do this morning is just um, give a mo- motivational speech, um, which is it's, it's going to be a bit tricky um, because a lot of things... Uh, about being yourself can be very much like something you can read on 365 days to a better, happier you on Instagram or on your toilet wall or something like this. You know, those kind of words that are like, just be yourself, just be happy, no one else is you. You know, and it can just be like, you know, but um, I really, really feel like God wants to get something to the inside of us um, and something that can bring a, a small and simple thing, um, but it's uncommon to meet people or be someone that actually has a hold of that on the inside and I really believe that's where God wants to take us today so Holy Spirit we really ask for your revelation Um, you've so clearly set up this space for us today um, and for whatever reason I'm the one standing here with these words God so I pray Holy Spirit that it will be you speaking you bringing revelation you um, changing things inside of us with your power and Holy Spirit we just really ask for your presence and your power and Jesus we thank you that we can um, that we can come that we've been saved that we can um, be in this place with you and Father I just really ask for your heart um, to be uh, expressed and felt by your children today Uh, so Exodus as we're looking at Exodus at the minute, um, sort of halfway through chapter 1 and chapter 2, um, uh, 
we've got a couple of stories. And as I was re- uh, about a couple of people, some pretty cool people. Um, and as I was um, reading through it um, just for today, I was really uh, kind of struck by the thought that it's just a real story of dominoes. Um, just of these really individuals and different personalities just kind of going dong, dong, dong and working together um, to create this base for something that God was doing um, and then onwards. Um, and you know, Domino's right. It's, a, I think, a Chinese numbers game. But what people mostly do with it <laughs> is make long lines and shapes and patterns that you can topple. And I like crazy. Me and Remy were watching some. Um, and they're just, I mean, uh, tens of thousands, I think. I don't know what the world record is, but it's like a million dominoes. It's just crazy. Towers dropping down, long lines, you know, changing, um, creating patterns, and obviously hours and hours of fun <laughs> if you need something to do for hours and hours. And probably not child-friendly because, you know, they'll just run through it and boom, it's gone. But um, just that idea of, you know, everything just hitting the next thing along, and um, it really looks like that's happening in this part of the story. So... Um, uh, so the Israelites were in Egypt and they were having a pretty hard time uh, having a quite a I need some babes can you get me some water where are you are you still here thank you um, having a, a pretty you know like getting quite um, persecuted quite um, what do you call it discriminated against you would say um, we heard last week about how they were doing really harsh labour and it got harsher and harsher uh, and then Pharaoh gives this order, right, which is in verse 16. Uh, and he's called the midwives. And he said, uh, When you are helping the Hebrew woman during childbirth on the delivery stool, if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let him live, which is interesting because that's a bit of a difference in discrimination there than usual. Thank you. Oh, tables. But regardless of, of, of that, a pretty harsh order. A pretty... Um, you know, you would not want to be uh, an Israelite and a boy, um, but just you know, like that's just hard on everyone, right? That's like implications. That's well, that's murder. Um, that's it's it's not a good place. It's not a um, it's not a favourable order. Um, and really uh, moves from sort of a persecution that's vaguely legal to a persecution that's very overt and very destructive. <clears throat> uh, so there's two, the two midwives' names that received this order from Pharaoh were Shifra and Pua. Let's res- re- resist being five-year-olds about that one. Um, <laughs> um, they actually mean, possibly mean, like they're actually not that common in baby books or anything like this, but the best I could um, find, I don't know if anyone's into Hebrew, was um, Shifra is beautiful or handsome trumpet. So maybe that's like Shofar a little bit, maybe. Shifra, maybe, maybe. Um, same root word maybe um, and pua means to cry out so um, I was reading about these this pair and I was thinking they seem like actually quite a pair and you can probably you know like there's not so so much describing them but um, and you can probably interpret things maybe a little differently but as I was reading it I thought they just seemed like a real pair they seemed like they had to be quite cheeky um, they had to be quite acute and clever um, and they had to be a little bit tricky and a little bit lie I guess you could say. Um, and I kind of thought about them when they were in school. Like, I feel like they, that, um, you know, working in high schools a little bit in the past, that I have met these kinds of pairs of girls. Um, and they kind of get into, like, not major trouble, but just a bit of trouble all the time. Just always um, a little bit, you know, a little bit loud, a little bit cheeky, a little bit like, 
always ready with an excuse for something, you know, like just, oh, I couldn't do that because da-da-da-da-da, oh, I couldn't do that because uh, I didn't do my work because I was fell over and dropped it in a puddle, you know, like just always ready with a quick answer. Um, and, and also, um, yeah, like maybe a bit cheeky and a bit flippant. Or maybe um, from their story they could have been a little bit, uh, well, you know, people that they just sort of uh, make a decision and they don't really change it. And you're kind of like trying to explain why, oh, maybe there's a different way of doing it. And they're like, no, no, I'm just going to do it this way. Um, so kind of thinking about their personalities um, through particularly this verse here where the midwives, um, so what's happened is, sorry, go back to the story a little bit, um, the midwives fearing God did not do what the king of Egypt told them to do, so the order to kill the boys, they let the boys live. And then the king calls them in, king of Egypt, and says, why have you done this? Why did you let the boys live? And here they are with their excuse, which is quite funny. The Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So, like, you're like, like okay, I mean, and the, and the thing is Pharaoh buys it. Um, obviously because he just gives up on them. I don't know if he looks at them and goes, yeah, you guys, I can't work with you or something like this. But like, for one thing, they must have been quite clever and acute to be able to go like, well, now what will he sort of believe and not want to, you know, go against? Oh, the Egyptian woman is so fragile and beautiful, not like our hearty, you know, Israelite woman. And, you know, like, so kind of making it into a compliment. So maybe he'll swallow that and then we'll just have this excuse. Well, it's done before we got there. Nothing to do with us. Um, And so... That whole plan, just, you know, who knows how many did they let live? I don't know. Could be hundreds. I don't know, you know, the numbers of the people there. But a lot, I should think, of baby boys' um, lives were saved because of them. Um, and essentially that whole plan of Pharaoh to, you know, to, to uh, uh, what do you say, to kind of ruin the Israelites' future, I guess, um, just sort of comes to nothing. And he does try something else, but in the meantime... All these baby boys have been um, saved, and I just thought, you know, they, they weren't—they feared God, yes, and they knew what was sort of right and wrong. Um, but also, they—they they, God didn't say do this and say this, and I'll put these words in your mouth. They just came up with an excuse. They just were kind of being a bit cheeky and not really strictly truthful, and just being the person that God made them to be, and they saved lives. Um, and they were that they were who they were meant to be in that part of the plan. Because um, also, I, it doesn't actually say this, but I wondered. It doesn't say when the um, Levite, uh, at Le- yeah, a Levite married a Levite woman, and she gave birth to a son, and she saw he was a fine child. And I thought, if they are midwives delivering babies and killing baby boys before they, like saying it out loud, killing the baby boys. <laughs> Before they, um, as they hit the delivery stool, which is what Pharaoh said, the mums would never get to see the boys, right? So the mums essentially would either get a live baby girl, or I guess would never see the boy. But this Levite woman, she saw he was, a, um, she saw he was a fine child. So I wondered if there's a crossover in that time, and these midwives, and maybe their specific midwives, or some other midwife is letting the mums see the baby boys alive, or else, um, uh, what's her name? Jochebed, Jochebed, Jochebed would have never seen Moses, would have never seen his fine baby boy, would have never thought this is worth risking. Um, Maybe, that's just a thought. Um, But anyway, you sort of see that domino thing. Um, Sorry, lots of ums. Uh, But she did see him, 
and she did not go around being cheeky and telling stories. She maybe was more of a timid, more family-orientated, saw the son and was like, I'm just going to keep him alive and hit him for three months. So quite a different personality, but uh, it maybe actually reminded me of. So she saw he was a fine boy. Does that mean he was a better baby than other babies, or was she just being a mum? Because, you know, you know, mums are like, you know what, yes, yes, your kid has learned to work, work, walk early, but my son or my daughter learned to walk at this age, or, oh, yeah, they're good at chewing solids, but mine can chew solids, you know, kind of thing. Or, oh, yeah, your baby's cute, but not as cute as my baby. Or, do you want to see a photo of my baby? You know, like, it was a little bit of that attitude. She didn't think, this is Moses, the deliverer. She just thought, oh, he's fine. This is the cutest baby. This is my baby. My baby's better than everyone else's baby. I'm going to keep him alive. I'm going to take the risk kind of thing. Because that's essentially what it's saying when she saw he was a fine child. When she just looked at him and thought, yeah, this is a great baby. You know, my baby's better than your baby. I'm going to keep him alive and hit him. Maybe. Um, And the sister um, stood at a distance to see what would happen. So different personalities, different sort of motivations or different um, lives, but still part of that, still part of the setup, right? Still building the base. And then um, Zipporah in verse 2 to, sorry, chapter 2, 5 to 10 sees the baby and uh, sees, sorry so I'm just assuming you know the story but they put him in a in a basket the baby to keep him um, can't hide him anymore put him in the basket down the river thinking hopefully I don't know what actually ho- hopefully something will happen you know what were they thinking that maybe they were a bit not all that smart either <laughs> I'm just saying they're different personalities you know they might not have been clever not everyone is clever some people are quite like uh, single focused or whatever um, she sees, so the princess, Pharaoh's daughter, sees the baby, opens it, and he was crying, so she felt sorry for him. So she didn't think, well, she wouldn't have because he was the enemy. She didn't think, oh, this is the deliverer of Israel. God is telling me to save this baby. She just saw the baby crying and was like, oh, so cute, I'll take it home. You know, that was her, I mean, I wonder whether she was the kind of person growing up who would rescue bees out of puddles and you know don't take it to the SPCA because she'll come home with all the sad dogs you know like that that's all it was it wasn't more than that um but then and so she you know God's got it all set up so that this baby lives um and she ends up raising him and of course he's Moses and becomes um, another important domino in the and not just the deliverance of Israel and at that time but also the whole setup right through until till Jesus um, so, all that to say, okay, they are people. Actually, it's all through, you know, it just really struck me. It's like right through from Genesis to, to the New Testament um, and, and kind of onwards, but it's kind of like then it's kind of done, right? And we're just living in this different kind of age. But up until then, it's all just set up as, as, effects, as a domino effect to we hit. Jesus isn't a domino, I wouldn't say, but he's like the result. Do you know what I mean? Push the button and boom. Um, all, yeah, all this to say, like, so these are all different personalities working in different ways, doing um, what's in front of them to do in the way that they do it themselves. But why is that important for us? Um, and what's that got to do with, with kind of what I feel like God's been setting us up with this morning? Um, we look at people and we read these stories or we see people doing stuff and we go, yeah, cool, those people being themselves, that's cool. But what about us? 
ourselves. It's quite. It's sometimes easier to look at other people and go, "Oh yeah, you're a bit funny. You're not that good at that, but that's cool. You just be yourself." Or, you know, you're real chatty, or you're real funny, or you're not. And not not just uh, strictly good things, but just like that's you. Well, and sometimes we get annoyed at it too, but it's kind of like, well, that's them. Um, but when it comes to ourselves, often the voices in our head that we all have, our voices, um, are quite unkind. And also. If they are unkind, what does that? What is the problem with that? Well, uh, in uni, um, I studied psychology for a bit, and there was one um, uh, theory, a theory thing that we learned. Um, yeah, my, in my, that's how I wrote my essays. This thing that we're learning, no. Um, this, this uh, theory, I think you call it a theory that we learnt um, by a psychologist called Steele and a bunch of others um, was something called stereotype threat and I remember it really struck me at the time and stereotype threat sort of simply put is the idea that um, once you realise you're in a group with a stereotype that you will uh, uh, confirm that stereotype um, and what they found was that all you had to do is, is let the so they did a group uh, studies on groups of students and compared their results. So all they had to do was put them in a group and say, this is your group. They didn't say the stereotypes. They didn't um, you know, say anything more than that except that you're in this group and you're in this group. And they found that those in the stereotyped group, sorry, with negative stereotypes, would perform poorly, or more poorly than the other group. And that wasn't the case if they didn't... Um, Mentioned that they were in a stereotype group, so they're not saying, um, "Well, it's less these days." But you know, you're a girl, and this is a maths test. They they just said, "Oh, yeah." So they would just say, "We're doing a maths test, boys and girls." This is putting it very simply. You can look it up on the APA website if you want to read more, uh, more details. Um, so they wouldn't say, "And girls are worse at maths." They just say, "Girls and boys, maths test done," because we all know the stereotypes um, that are sort of out there and in here. Uh, and they would perform poorly, and they what they thought was is because that uh, just uh, the pressure of not conforming to the stereotype would actually increase doubts, inhibiting doubts, and cognitive pressure and anxieties. Um, and that load, the cognitive load, would actually um, bring down performance, which I always thought was just super interesting. So you know, just it was um, takes so little. Um, and that was obviously academic stuff, and that was to do with sort of genders and races and things. But I um, wonder if you've ever tried to park a car in front of someone who thinks you can't do it. How much worse do you do? Or, you know, like, like cook something or anything, and there's someone like, you know, they don't say anything, but they're like, yeah, 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 I told you you couldn't do that. And you're like, I did it five times perfectly yesterday, but now you're watching. Um, and that's kind of a similar thing, I guess, in day to day. And, and we can have criticisms from ourselves and others, um, and it, you know like you kind of think oh, people do criticise but I feel like that there's a um, particular voice um, which is a little bit more uh, insidious insidious is such a good word um, while Remy was sick last month I should check the time because okay cool um, we watched a little bit of family friendly like cooking shows or makeover shows so that you know we could rest on the couch together and um, I get really bored of the cartoons, so I try and find something that we all kind of think is funny. So we're watching some of this sort of family-friendly makeover show, and um, they're just sort of taking... It was quite nice because they would take sort of tired-out people who are working really hard 
and go, you know, like, basically here's a bit of attention and a like bit of TLC and more money than you can spend on getting your teeth fixed kind of thing, basically. But what was interesting is that people would be like, oh, you know, I, my, you know, they could see my hair's like this, my teeth are like this, I look like this, or I feel like this, or I'm older than I was, which is just, that's life. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, sometimes it was like there would be a shift from, ah, oh, you know, I look like this to I am. I am hideous, or I am older, I am just, I'm tired out, there's nothing, you know, like, and you could hear the shift, and I'm like, what is that, like that, you know, like, and I feel, I feel like I'm said like a lot, but I feel like there, you know, I think that maybe we can recognise when it's just like, yeah, we're harsh on ourselves, or we criticise ourselves, and then comes this other voice where it's like, you're not just bad at that, you are bad, or you're not, you know, that's your, you need to be actually embarrassed of your own personality and what you're like because you're not like other people. And I think that we probably can recognise that voice as, um, well, Satan means adversary or someone who comes to accuse. And I think that um, that he delights, given that he's um, not really for us, <laughs> in activating our own personal stereotypes. So, you know, like you can have the general ones, but I think also we can often think about ourselves as I... In this situation, I've always acted like this, and that activates our stereotype. And then, of course, we, uh, or you know, our negative, our cognitive load, or our self doubts, or anything like this. And so, then, of course, we act more like that, um, and it can be exhausting um, if we're going through life with our personal stereotypes activated by our own voices, other voices, or that particular accusa- accusatory voice. <laughs> Um, then we are self-doubting and inhibited in all we do and that's not the purpose of God for us that's too tiring, too exhausting and too weighing down that's not how God wants us to live and I think you know, there's been lots of verses and even <clears throat> you know, Psalms 3.3 my glory in the one who lifts my head when you're embarrassed or, or self-doubting or ashamed of just who you are um, then that weighs our head down weighs our arms down it becomes... Um, very exhausting. And when I was sort of preparing this, I'm actually nearly done already, guys. Um, Thinking about what did God want to do this morning, and like it was, it's it, you know, like I felt it was very simple. Like I said, it's a bit of fun. There's no, there's no huge correctional message here. There's no huge, you know, revelation of how you know we need to change something in our life or painful extraction of, of um, and that's, you know, God's like, that's okay. Um, it doesn't always have to be big, but um, like I said, to live like this is very uncommon and very rare in the world, and there's all that, you know, like just looking at all those motivational be yourself posters and, and bits and pieces show how people long for that, but you very, 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 very rarely come across it and very rarely see someone just living in it, like not just you know in and out, in and out, getting hold, and then listening to which voice again. Um, so anyway, so I, when I thought about what does God want to do, it was like I saw a, a deep breath or a weight lifting, but it wasn't quite that. I was kind of like, yeah, that's not the actual, that's not what I see he wants to do here this morning. Um, and it was only really yesterday when I was walking along the road thinking that I was like, I know what it is. So just imagine, it's quite helpful that the weather is obliging, um, that after a lot of rain and a lot of bad weather and you've been doing stuff um, and it's been cloudy and it's been cold, you've been out and about or you've been inside, um, that first day or time when you step into the sunshine again and you're just like, or you live somewhere with really bad weather and you go to Hawke's Bay <laughs> and you step out and you're like, oh, 
and who realise that you have been hunching and defending yourself um, to you know protect your warmth, and you just you go oh, and you relax, and you didn't even realise that you were like you know battling the elements all the time, and you're just like oh vitamin D, and your head lifts up. And I feel like that's the moment that God wants to give us today. Um, and, and you can, you know, you can not realise that you've, you've been like that and that's taken this extra energy just to walk out to the, get the mail and back. Suddenly it becomes so much easier. And I feel like that's where God wants us to live, not like, you know, um, with all these, these, these things. Pushing our heads down. Um, and I just really, I mean, Revelation 1 verse 16, his face was like the sun when it shines in all its brightness. And I just feel like God wants to give us that sigh of relief that it's okay to be us. It's okay to be just one of these people. Um, And he wants us to be ourselves in the sense that he's our glory and the lifter of our head. He's our shield and his face is shining on us. And we know, you know, like we can, um, I feel like we can get a grip of that when it comes to uh, our sin you know like we're like well you know like we push through to that we're like yeah I don't need to feel bad about my sin I'm forgiven or we can um, go oh my mistakes but like what about just us it's like we can move past our sin and our mistakes but then also just be embarrassed to be ourselves because we're either not like someone else or just because we're listening to these accusations and we think you know like these people could have easily and almost rightly thought you know I'm too I'm a bit cheeky I'm not really telling the truth here or I'm a bit I'm too soft I'm not picking up a baby that belongs to the enemy or I'm I'm too you know why is my baby more special why am I spending all this energy and and taking all this risk just for my baby um uh and you know or you know like we just think we're, we're too this or we're too that and that's where our head is and we go through life like you know, instead of just being like, oh, there's a sunshine, um, I can take a breath of relief, I can just be myself. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, let's empty our heads. <laughs> um, not completely, please. <laughs> but just of those voices that accuse us of even who we are, lift up your heads, let the tension go. Um, and, and I just really felt like the lion and the lamb wants to speak to us this morning. He wants to, his face to shine on us, just like it says in Numbers. Um, may his face shine on you. Yes. And hear his words and his words about who you are. So quite simple. Um, but I think too important um, because only you are like right where you are even now, but anytime, anywhere you go, you're the only one that's actually in your space. You're actually the only one that sees what your eyeballs see. You're actually the only one that lives next to your neighbours, who steps out, you know, obviously there's other people in your house, but when you step out the door and you look around and you see people, you're actually the only one doing it. You're the only one at your part in your bit of the story. Um, Like, which domino is more important? Is it the first one? Is it the middle one? Is it the end one? Is it the one that changes the direction? Well, if they're based far enough apart that only one will hit the next one, there's none that's more important than the other. And if you look through the Bible, there's all kinds of people doing all kinds of big and small things. Some of them are very big, and you could be one of those. Um, Some of them seem small. Um, There was lots this morning about um, wives and mothers, so I think we might pray for them 
um, at the end because, I mean, these were wives and mothers. I didn't want to make this just a woman's message, but these are wives and mothers, sisters, daughters. Um, so I feel like God's got something for that, them, us, us, today. Um, what was I saying? Dominoes, yes, only one, only one. Oh, yes, so your personality and your characteristics will take you places that only you will go. Um, you, and if you, you know, uh, if you're the kind of person that sits quietly in the corner, maybe you're the only one person that notices this one thing. If you're the kind of person that chats easily to strangers and is real outgoing, you might be the only person that actually stops to talk to someone, you know, starts a conversation at a bus stop. Um, but also just... Your interests will take you places that only you will go with your collection of self. <laughs> um, and so I think like we can lose that and we can miss that or we can like, you know, like it, that just those same things can be a weight or they can be something that we um, just are because we have the face, the sunshine, the face of God shining on us. Um, so there's a real freedom. So do you know what I mean? I was like, we're not preparing this. It's like, it's such a thin thread. It's like, can I follow that? That so, seems so simple. But I feel like that's a real freedom and puts us in our place, free to be um, and do what God wants us to do. And it can be quite big. If you, for instance, if you're a Moses domino, you'd like make a big switch and you, you know, or you could be like a little child, any, there's children, there's mothers, there's sisters, there's priests, there's kings, there's warriors, there's singers, there's dancers, there's criers and laughers, there's jokesters and tricksters, all kinds of people with all kinds of personalities in here. God didn't um, worry about that. In fact, he liked it, and we must have because he made us right. So he must like us. Um, yeah, so I hope that... That's, that's good, like I said, it's just a bit of fun, really. Um, but yeah, I do think that maybe if we, we can all take that moment um, to deliberately, you know, like I just saw this moment of silence, and then for us each to hear what the lion and the lamb would say to us and get some vitamin D on board. <laughs> Um, but also maybe perhaps if some mums and um, daughters and sisters and um, wives of all categories and descriptions wanted to come up for prayer, like that would be really cool as a church, which I think we've already done some, but for those that weren't involved earlier. Um, yeah, and also like uh, God blessed Shifra and Pua later on with families um, because they'd, they'd feared him. So it's, it's kind of like it's as simple as fearing God with families of their own um, and being yourself. Yeah. Is that okay to leave it there? It's quite, as I said, simple, but hey.